time it is. I don't even have to do a formal announcement. It is time for Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Tracy, happy election day. Big day. Red wave coming. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> well, let's hope so. I mean, seriously, though, when when you have a midterm where the economy absolutely stinks, um, it it is the the opposite party that wasn't in power just gains tons of seats. So definitely, you, here's where I start to think, like, because we haven't had such a bad economy like ever. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is rough. inflation at a forty year high. Interest rates at a 20 plus year high. Um, wages are, are coming down. You've got global issues everywhere, mm-hmm. like rating people's retirement accounts in, in mm-hmm. England, which we're going to talk about uh, this stuff. Right. So so the economy mm-hmm. stinks. Right. They're yep. talking about getting rid of our currency and going to a central bank digital currency, complete loss of freedom. Who can be happy about this? stuff? Right. right? So if even if it's close you know that there's some hanky panky going on with the with the yeah. election stuff. No right? doubt I mean, about it. I, I don't. I don't think that there's not going to be attempts at cheating, but I do think there's more people in the kitchen watching them cook. Yep. You know than ever before, at least on the physical stuff. Cyber. You know, I don't know how. You know where, what safe gaps they have there, but uh, when we were in Pennsylvania, you know, two weeks ago, one of the numbers that that, that General Flynn shared with us is in the 2020 election, they had 400 registered Republicans as poll watchers and involved in that process, you know, as, uh, you know, uh, in the precincts and so forth. Now there are 6,000 that have gone through a class. Big difference. It, it's not like you just register online. You actually have to become certified mm-hmm. to be a part of that. When you go from 400 to 6,000 people that are in watching the cooking go on, yep. there's going to be less chefs spitting in your food. That's you right. Know, and for sure. We have, I received so many texts um, over last night saying, hey, I'm going to be you know, at the election sites. I'm going to be poll watcher. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. And even coming out of the event this weekend, we met a lot of people that are involved in the election process this week. So I don't think that they can stop their mechanisms of cheating because that's that's what, that, what they do. That's how that how that works. But I think there'll be more people caught. There'll be probably some systems that aren't executed. So I, I do think it'll it'll be a big hot mess. But there'll be more documentation, and people are more aware than ever before of the mm-hmm. physical stuff, cyber things. I don't know, but mm-hmm. well, every I mean, I I watched a little bit of news this week. You know, just mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, whatever, right? Yeah. And everyone's talking about cheating. So people on the right are saying there's going to be obvious cheating, right? But people on the left are going to say that the people on the right are cheating because Trump taught him how to cheat. I mean, everybody's <laughs> talking about cheating, and it's just, it's just well. Cr- and when you make election crazy. instead of election day, you make it like an election month. Yeah, and you got all these drop boxes that you can put stuff. You got all all of these points of entry that would make it very, you know, uh, you know, like cheater like, friendly. Yeah, cheater friendly. You know, uh, it is it undermines people's trust in the process. So I would think even if they were going to cheat. They would want to create more of an illusion of integrity by having mm-hmm. to be single day, have an ID, you know, these kind of things. And then just find some other way to like flip a switch in the back room and, and cheat that way, where at least people would believe the process. Because I don't think people believe it either way now. That's the problem. It's good, which creates yeah. unrest, which affects the economy. Yeah. And it'll probably affect voter turnout as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if people think that their vote's simply not going to count or it's not going to matter, yeah. it's like, 
who's going to go vote, right? I mean, so we'll see. By the end of tomorrow, we'll probably know. It'll take some time for things to come in. But right. um, we'll see how many people showed up. We'll see how active the polls were. We'll see a lot of stuff. And so it's exciting. But, you know, who's watching the election? The markets. They're really watching the election. Things are going crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, the markets are absolutely going crazy over the last week. And it's exciting to see um, for people that are invested in silver. Right. Um, it's oh, gone no. way up since June. This is the highest it's been. Highest since June. I yeah. mean, on so, so when the Fed raised rates last week, um, you know, there was there was a, a an article that I that I found about. Uh, Chairman Powell and some of his comments, right? And but we had we had talked about what was going to happen, how they were going to raise rates uh, three quarters of a point. That was mm-hmm. not unexpected. Everybody expected for that to happen. What wasn't necessarily expected was what came next in his speech, right? So, so there was one thing completely expected: three quarters of a point rate increase because they got to slow down inflation. Um, this is the only mechanism they have, and there's going to be more coming. The next part of it, which was kind of expected, was that they're going to keep raising rates, but they're going to slow down the the magnitude of the increases, right? So instead of a three quarters of a point, maybe next time it'll be half, maybe it'll be a quarter, because they realize what's happening here is, is they're raising rates to try to slow down inflation, and it's not slowing down inflation, right? They've had six months in a row of these rate increases, you would think that it would have impacted inflation by this point, right? When right. we had, well, I mean, but but it hasn't done anything because last month um, the the CPI numbers were eight point three percent. Okay, that's the worst in over forty years. Mm-hmm. Food inflation has gone up eleven point five percent. Okay, that's the worst like ever. It's like what they're doing isn't actually working. Well, of course it's not working. Mm-hmm. A, you have to raise rates higher than the unofficial inflation rate to twenty five percent to get it to actually work. But they're competing against themselves because this hand over here, got to put it on the screen, this hand, <laughs> um, that one is actually printing money like there's no tomorrow to pro- fund every stimulus program under the sun. That creates inflation. So then this hand over here saying, we got to slow down what this hand is doing by raising rates, but they're not going to stop the, the, the money creation. Because they have to have the stimulus that, that just keeps happening. So they're going to keep raising rates. So the third yeah. thing that he talked about, which was started to um, sh- put shockwaves of fear into the minds of every investor on the planet, was this last statement. And a lot of people didn't, didn't really catch it, but it was this. It's like, inflation is the number one priority of the Fed. We are going to fight it. And therefore, we're just going to keep raising rates mm-hmm. until it's done. Oh okay. my gosh! It, you know, so the, app, is, is the mortgage mortgage rate is like a seven percent now. No, it's it's well over that. It's it's probably up to it was at seven point zero two percent before the last three quarters. So Yikes. so we're probably hitting seven point three, seven point five, somewhere in that range. The average thirty year mm. mortgage. This is for people with great credit, right? right? This, I mean, yeah. So, so you you look yeah. back. Um, at the beginning of the year, in January, the federal funds rate was, which is the the rate that banks lend back and forth to each other, right? Mm-hmm. It was zero to a quarter of a percent. Now, the federal funds rate is 3.75 to 4. 
So, so how much of an increase is that? Well, when you go from zero to, to four, I mean, you, you can't do math with a zero, right? It's right. like this astronomical percent, but I think it's, it's uh, if you go from a quarter of a point to four, you're, you're t- talking about maybe a 1200% gain in the interest rate, right? So, because that's, that's what the raw number what tells us. So, so what did, has that done? That's put r- mortgage rates on a 30-year mortgage from 3.22% to about 7.3 during that time. They've more than doubled. Okay, so here's where it starts to get really ugly. We're not even close to being done with the rate increases. And the damage that that has caused, when you look at the real estate numbers, Mm -hmm. um, how much have homeowners lost since May? Well, uh, let's look at it. 1.5% trillion dollars. 1.5 trillion dollars. Yeah. The median home price has come down $11,500. So, so here's where it starts to get squirrely because the, the equity has come down 1.5 trillion. Okay. Um, Just in the last 90 days, home prices have come down 10% in the last 90 days. But so what is, the cost of homes doing right. People would automatically look at like, well, the cost of, of owning a home is, is coming down, you know, so ultimately people are going to afford it. No, because people finance their homes and rates have more than doubled. So in reality, even with prices coming down 10% in the last 90 days, the, the mortgage rates have gone through the ceiling. The cost of owning a house over the last 12 months has gone up by 80%. Wow. 80 this is when wages are coming down. Inflation is persisting. The cost of owning a home, even with house prices coming down, is up 80%, right? This is, this is the economy mm-hmm. that people are voting on today. Yeah. Um, but, but And not, it, not happy with what's going on. I don't care how they voted in 2020. And, and I just want to keep just shouting it from the rooftops. People, you have a choice. You do not have to participate in this fiat currency, fake money, right. train wreck of, of an economy. People have been jumping out of that into something better and safer, mm-hmm. something tangible like silver and gold, primarily silver. But this is a choice people are making to have your retirement, to have yep. your hopes, to have your dreams attached to these crazy people. That's right. You were talking about pensions, too, in yeah. the UK. This is terrible. I can't believe this is going on. Well, so imagine if you're an investor, like all of us are, or have retirement funds like all of us do, and you're having to live every single day with your, the bond market collapsing, the, the stock market collapsing, right? And it's like, could it get any worse? Mm-hmm. Could it? I mean, the stock market in America has lost 29% year to date. Um, the IMF and the president of J.P. Morgan Chase thinks, and, and actually so does Ray Dalio uh, from Bridgewater, one of the largest hedge funds in the world, says when federal funds rate get to four and a half percent, we're at four right now, that the stock market will lose another 20 percent. Right. So it's already down 29 at another 20. That's a 49 percent decrease in a 12 month span. Not good. Mm. No, this is what people are faced with. Imagine a world where, like in the UK, they start to do crazy taxes now on your pensions. So, so that's austerity measures, just like Greece. Remember when Cyprus and Greece, yeah, apart mm-hmm. a decade ago, whenever that was. Now the UK is forced with the same thing. They've got all these people on the, with their pensions, and and markets are collapsing. People are worried about that. Now they have to be worried about 
government coming in and just doing a stupid tax or basically Australia measure saying, hey, you were going to get this much money every month on your pension. We're going to freeze that for a couple of years, right? You're not going to get jack squat for a couple of years because we've run out of money. See, when governments run, it's like government's gone wild, right? When they start running out of money, they start to do crazy things. So now the people in Europe, the UK specifically, aren't just worried about stock and bond market collapse and real estate collapse and rising interest rates. They're worried about the government just coming in and taking it. Right. And and so here's a lesson, though, that we all have to learn is their government's no different than ours, which is no different than than Venezuela's, no different than anybody else's. Right. When governments start to run out of money, they start to raise taxes. They start to do austerity measures, which means cutting expenditures while raising taxes to try to make ends meet. This is what we're seeing in the United Kingdom Mm -hmm. right now. And, And I want to warn everybody, it's like. Don't think that it's just you're immune to it because we're in America. The same no. thing could right. happen, right? Which is why we need to protect and preserve everything we've worked well, so and, hard. And the, the formula is the same. True. Greece got flooded with refugees to the point where you know the ratio got so high it it tipped over. Mm-hmm. You know that was a, a component of it as well. Plus the banking, plus you know those things. The UK, same thing. Mm-hmm. Infiltrated, flooded. Germany, same thing. The US. That's their plan. Millions Open of people borders. flying in that we're also funding mm-hmm. and taking care of at the same time. And we've sent more money to the Ukraine, to, to Ukraine than um their former GDP. Yep. Than, than they used to produce as a nation. We've given more money than that to them. So when you look at mm-hmm. all of those things, it, 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 it it's a storm that it's hard to it's, it's shock and awe to even put your finger on one thing. It is a intentional controlled demolition. So to think that it couldn't happen here, what's happening there, we're doing all the things here to make that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were doing exactly the same things. I mean, we're printing and and what makes it exactly the same is, is what's now happening with the BRICS nations, removing the petrodollar away from the yep. global financial yeah. system, right? because it's the only reason we could amass so much debt, print money mm-hmm. like there's no tomorrow because there's built in demand for our currency. Well, well, last week when, when Saudi Arabia basically said, hey, China, we're going to make you like our number one trading partner. Um, you're going to be our biggest um, purchaser of oil, not America anymore. And you're not going to pay for it with U.S. dollars. Right. It's like, oh, my word. So economic warfare 101 is happening right underneath our nose as the BRICS nations completely um, are starting the process of dismantling the Western mm-hmm. financial system. And, and I got to say. I hate it, but they're doing a good job at it. I mean, they're, they're, they're the world's manufacturing superpower in, in China. They've got a huge military with nuclear capability, right? Mm-hmm. Now they're buying to be the world's economic superpower with all these nations that they're bringing in, creating their own SWIFT system, dumping U.S. treasuries on the open market, forcing America. They're dumping European treasuries mm-hmm. on the open market. They're dumping Japanese treasuries on the open market. When every one of those countries needs foreign capital coming in just to survive, it forces them yeah. to print yeah. like you no know, tomorrow to fund their current needs. This is, oh my word, they're doing a good job at, mm-hmm. at destroying the financial system of the West. And now because of bad public policy, because of stupid decisions that the government makes, we have to live with that. But here's the thing. We don't have to live with that with our own finances. Amen. right? Amen. There are things you can do to protect and preserve and grow and thrive 
And we've been talking about it forever. And anybody who's watched the show before is like, oh, Kirk's going to talk about silver again. <laughs> I am. Because yeah. on Friday, silver went up 5.3%. Um, and, and today, it's up a lot again. Yesterday, it was up a lot again, right? You look at over the last six weeks, silver's up like 19%. It's at the highest it's been since June, right? As we saw that in the previous yep. slide. This is when, when everything is falling apart and the foundations around us are crumbling. Those are the kind of things mm -hmm. that cause yeah. gold and silver to rise. And silver is thriving right now. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Are pe people are watching thinking, oh, it's gone up, so it's too late to buy. Is it too late to buy? No, we're still under $22 an ounce. I think it's going to hit $75 to $100 an ounce. Really, Man. you're not going to care. And, and if you listen to, to Bix Rear, Bo Polney, and, you know, some of the yep. other economists on our, on our side that we love, you know what? It, <laughs> they're thinking $600 to $1,000 right. an ounce for silver, and they have strong rationale as to why. Well, I'm I'm not going that high. I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm, I just I'd like to over, under promise and over deliver, right? So, sure. seventy five to one hundred is what I've been talking about for a year, based yep. on historical short squeezes and stuff. You generally get a three hundred to four hundred percent gain. Their their math and their algorithms that they use, they can prove that they they think it's going to go that high, which is awesome. This is where I hope and pray for the first time in my life that I'm dead dog <laughs> one. Right? That would be awesome if it got that high. But I'd be happy with a 300 to 400 yeah. over the next year to year and a half, right? So so you're not going to care, I don't believe, if you paid $18 an ounce for silver or 20 or 22 right. or 25 or 30 or even 35, right? When when I believe it's going to get to 75 to 100, just in a general rule of thumb, in a, when something's going up, get in as soon as you can. When something's going down, get out as soon as you can. Allocate into this. You haven't missed the boat yet. Yeah. Man, that is so good. And and we're, you know, we're constantly buying and we've bought in at all of these different, you know, prices per ounce, you know, whether it be 21 or 18 or, you know, we just consistently buying because that's yeah. what we're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and boy, what, what's on your screen right now, the usdebtclock.org, um, what is the actual price of, of silver? You know, when, when you look at it, Okay. Okay. Something really big on this screen. I got to say this before I go over the price. The paper to silver ratio is now 410 to one. That wow. references the number of paper contracts of silver to every ounce that's available. So when you have those, those short contracts, which is paper that have to deliver in physical silver, 410 ounces to one. A year ago, that was 200 to one. They've doubled the wow. amount. Wow. Wow. There is simply not enough physical silver to deliver on the side of the paper contracts in the futures markets. This is ripe for an epic short squeeze, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but when you when you look at the price of 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 silver, uh, seven hundred and eighty eight dollars per ounce is what it should be without manipulation. Mm -hmm. You look at the price of gold; what it should be is fifty eight hundred dollars per ounce. We're not there, right? But but you look at those numbers. Gold's gold's at like a little less than two thousand, so going to fifty eight hundred. It's not. It's like maybe a triple jump. Silver seven hundred eighty eight wow. from twenty. That just tells you how undervalued it is and why mm -hmm. we have been promoting silver instead of gold. It is the best value on the planet, maybe ever. 
And, <laughs> and it gives you the opportunity, which is so rare. Good. This isn't investing in some app that somebody's going to develop and you hope something goes well. It has a really high floor. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's that's why I feel comfortable. Everyone in our family, my yep. in-laws, everybody, you know, we're like, hey, we, we've got to get into mm-hmm. silver because you got a high floor. It's going to be there. It's still something. It's not blockbuster stock that goes away and just poof. Right. It's gone, you know, and it has a has a potential to be a legacy wealth creator and a transfer of wealth from the wicked to the righteous. And I think that's what people are getting a chance to participate in here. It's Guys, exciting. Educate yourself. Make a move today. Don't just sit on the, 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 the bench. Get on the court. Mm-hmm. Look at this thing. I don't care if you sell a motorcycle in your garage, clear out junk around your house. Americans have drawers full of so much junk. Sell old laptop you're not yep. using. Like, Look around. What can you get rid of? And get something. At least get in the game. Give God something. Give him a fish. Give him a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. Something that he can multiply for you. But you've got to get out of a dying, fake, false currency. The U.S. dollar is not worth the paper it's printed on, period. So 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900. Give these guys a call today. You can also go to their website. Go there today. Fill out your information. Set up an appointment. Mm -hmm. They have an incredible staff that can educate you on what are your options with your retirement, with your IRA, if you have cash and you want to buy silver, what what. What's the play? What's the move? What do you got to work with? Just fill out your information in a form. Put your email, number, phone number. They will reach out and set up an appointment, but it takes a little bit to get that started, so don't wait. So if you're listening on podcasts, that website is flyovergold.com, flyovergold.com, or call 720-605-3900, 720-605-3900. Dr. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.